Welcome to the Life's a Pitch podcast, the show where we pitch the best movies that will never get made. I'm Tom McGrath. And I'm Matt Turner. This is the podcast where we ask you, the listener, to give us a title of a movie that doesn't exist. Yet. We then collaborate to create a pitch for that movie, complete with casting, story beats, and sometimes even marketing. Without further ado, this week's main feature is... One frog versus the God's working car. <laughs> I saw that one coming. Yep. <laughs> uh, yeah, I, I too oversaw, like, like, kind of saw that conversation going yep. past. The, that was the first one in this week. <laughs> yeah, we we posted the the, the uh, uh, film noir is the film genre noir this is week. the genre, as you could probably tell by the title. And within within what I've got to say is probably sub five minutes. Yeah. Dave Bulmer had decided that whatever that was. Because, yeah, there was, there'd been conversation beforehand uh, about... Oh, yeah, about like, that sounds like a Life's a Pitch title. Yeah. And then Dave Bulmer gave it us. <laughs> Thank you, Dave, for the title. Yes, friend of the show, Dave Bulmer. Yes, so uh, as you said, we were doing film noir. Yes. Again... For some reason. For some reason. Every every it. time we do it, we yeah. just like, for some reason, I think it's because we've tried a load of other genres, yeah. right? And we've got a few down, yeah. right? We we're know still, which ones don't work. We're still working to crack near <laughs> film noir. Yeah, the thing is, right, we've, we've tried a few, yeah. right? War films, yeah. we won't do, because yeah. they're boring to pitch. They're boring to watch. Documentaries. Eh? Yeah, no. Like again, yeah. documentaries lend themselves to real life, yeah. which we are not in. <laughs> we do not like. We do not partake in real life. No. Uh, and, and if you're listening, neither do you. Yeah. <laughs> and uh, was it comedies? Yeah. Because we'd have to be funny for that. Yeah, we'd have to be funny yeah. to pitch comedies. Yeah. And I think those are like the main three. Film noir is something that we could easily do because yeah. it is like western sci-fi fantasy. It's a it's, super it's genre, the next genre, one. genre right? Yeah. And we we are so uneducated in film noir. <laughs> we just don't watch them. We do just we? don't watch them. Yeah. So it's one of those ones that we just sort of gonna do our best. Yeah, we're gonna do our best. Sometimes <laughs> it works, sometimes it doesn't. We'll find out. Yeah. Thank you, Dave Bulmer, for this title this week. Yeah. Uh, Dave Bulmer got in touch with us on Twitter. You can find us at Life's a Pitch Show on Twitter. You can also find us on Facebook, where we put out title posts as well. On facebook.com forward slash Life's a Pitch podcast. So, shall we get on with some honourable noir mentions? Yes, let's. Honourable dirty mentions. Dirty men- your unmentions. What? <laughs> uh... Your dirty mentions. Your dishonourable <laughs> dismentions. Yeah, let's get the dishonourable mentions going on. There we go. Your down, dirty, dishonourable mentions. <laughs> there, we, there we are, right. Um, We're already in the film noir mode. There you go. So, this is the part of the show where we just go through it. The other titles that people have given us, and just read out a few more, pitch some of those films, yeah. like just mini pitches, just to get us warmed up before the main feature. Like the trailers that run before the main feature. Yeah. Like. At a cinema. Like that fucking Marvel vampire film that snuck up on me. What the hell was the deal with that? Marvel vampire movie? Yeah, Morbius. Oh, yeah, shit. What's he doing? That's not a real thing. Forgot about that. Ah, well, never mind. Right, so from fingers to hand, we've got Baby's First Monologue. Baby's First Monologue. Do you you know why I picked this? Because it's got a baby (laughs) in it. It's got a baby in it. Babies are so much fun. Yeah. 
Because you like doing the voice of babies, don't you? Tell babies, me? I'm a baby. <laughs> Hello, baby grumbles. <laughs> I'm baby grumbles. We've been watching Doctor Who with the <laughs> subtitles on, and there's a bit in the the most recent one where a baby is subtitled, just by, in all caps, "Baby Grumbles." <laughs> just that's his name. <laughs> that's his name. That, that wasn't a subtitle. That was a label. <laughs> baby grumbles. It's me, baby grumbles. So I'm thinking this baby gets dropped off at the police department. Yeah. Like, just sort of a mysterious basket in the fog. Yeah. And the police chief, like, picks it up and goes, oh, shit. Well, we're down one man since since, uh, since Clarkson got <laughs> shot. Yeah. The other day. And because this is such a dirty city, yeah. no one stepped in to replace him. The, so... police, the police chief played by Eva Green. Yes. Yeah, yeah. He's he... like, oh, no. His baby has been left behind <laughs> in this dirty, dirty city. Eva Green, right? Yeah. We've figured out she's French. We've figured it out through a lot of sleuthing. Yeah, yeah, we figured out she's French. Googling Eva Green to figure out who she was. Yeah, yeah. She's French, apparently, but she does a pretty convincing British and American no, she accent. she doesn't. No, Fair enough. Not in just, this world. Not in this one. She just no. does French. Okay. Uh, she's like this dirty, dirty, horrible, dishonorable city. Nobody has stepped in to be my new partner after my partner has died. Oh my god, she's the police chief. This baby's the police chief's partner. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. that's how this works. So it's, uh, you could also call this film uh, Baby's Night Out. Yeah. Baby's Night Off. Okay. Uh, but I think, I think the, the, <laughs> the thing is that it's like, all the way through, Baby is a shit partner. Oh yes, yeah, yeah. Because A... Baby, yeah, right, can't wield a gun, yeah, right. Secondly, when baby does see something, yeah, can't speak, yeah, right, yeah. which is baby grumbles is a terrible, terrible, um, like uh, policeman, but they get results, yeah, somehow, somehow they yeah, get yeah, results in, in a kind of baby's day out way, they're just crawling in front of the person who's running away with the diamond, yeah, at which point, you know, like, or someone slams on the brick because the baby in the middle of the road. <laughs> And then, uh, like, it's like Joe Pesci, and he's yeah. like, "What are you doing, stabbing?" And then, uh, like, uh, Joe Giziano is like, uh, "There's a baby in the road." And then Joe Pesci like scrambles forward because he's in the back seat with yeah. a big giant diamond that takes up half half the yeah, half yeah. the yeah, passenger seat. Well, the, the and, other passenger seat is used for a bazooka. Yeah, so, yeah. yeah. Uh, and and Joe Pesci scrambles forwards to look out over the over the hood of the car from the inside, right? Mm. And uh, looks over the dashboard. He goes, "Yeah, but that baby's a cop." <laughs> Like, well, I shouldn't have stopped now. And then so Eva... they start revving, and then Eva Green dives out. Yeah, like dives in, grabs the uh, door, and wrenches it open, and says, yeah. "You're you're under arrest. <laughs> you're nicked, mate. You're nicked, mate." And, <laughs> and uh, then high fives the baby. Baby grumbles. You you are sure are uh, not a common type of cop, but you sure, sure get the results. Sure get the results. Um, and high fives the baby. Yeah. And uh, and but it all comes down to when they're trying to try Joe Pesci and Joe Luciano. Oh, okay. Um, because like they can't make anything stick. No. They've been they've been seen with the diamond, but they managed to hide the diamond before they managed to get rid of the diamond before they could like mm. you know before Eva Green got got there. Mm. Uh, and um, they can't make anything stick in court until the baby learns to monologue. 
So from then on, <laughs> oh, shit. it's the king's speech. We're <laughs> trying to teach the baby we, to we, speak. We see the baby in the witness box, <laughs> yeah, like sort of silhouetted, <laughs> like a cigarette. <laughs> it was my first day on the job. <laughs> Who's uh, that voice by? <laughs> It was not first day on the job. <laughs> no, no, I, I think he, I think this baby is voiced by someone, someone with a hard-boiled edge, like uh, Ryan Gosling or something like that. Uh, oh, um, what's his face? Bumchin himself. Uh, Bumchin. Henry Cavill. Henry Cavill. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. British actor Henry Cavill. <laughs> yeah. It was, was my first, first day on the it job. Was my first day on the job. <laughs> Doing his Witcher it's voice. Geralt voice. Yeah. yeah, yeah. It was my first day on the job. I was crawling because I saw a shiny light on the other side of the on the other side of the pavement. Then I heard screeching brakes, and someone wielding that man over there. No, oh, so yeah, it's like someone with a big shiny diamond in his hand scrambled out to the window to to tell the driver to run me over. And then just completely swallow the diamond as he was arrested by my partner at the last moment. And then the judge says, Well, good night. Uh, this is, um, uh, it's called Charles Dance. Well, <laughs> Henry Cavill, baby, can you point to the person who is responsible for this in, in this courtroom? Unfortunately, I can't because I don't have any, any motor functions beyond crawling at the moment. I'm, I'm not really in, in control of the way my fingers work. No. And, uh, I don't have the the power in my neck muscles to lift my own head. I'm pretty sure if you move the person closer to me, I'll cry. So do that. <laughs> and then they do uh, that. Well, yeah, and then he starts going, Wah! Wah! I'm Wah! a baby! I'm a baby! <laughs> Get that man away! Lock him up! And that's the end of the that's film. That's the end of the film. <laughs> that's baby's first monologue. <laughs> yeah. We never hear a peep out of him after that. No. But there we go. Yeah. It's a mysterious, mysterious world we <laughs> live in. Mysterious film noir. Yeah. There we go. From Stephen Thomas, and I quite like this title, by the way, The Long Pier to Infinity. Ooh. You can imagine Jordan Peele saying that yeah, on an episode the of The Long Pier to Infinity. <laughs> Chris Pine is walking down this pier, and it's The Long Pier to Infinity. Infinity you can only find in the Twilight Zone. He's pining for the end. <laughs> the end of infinity. Where is that infinity? The Twilight Universal Zone. Studios. I mean... <laughs> the Twilight Zone. <laughs> Disney World. <laughs> the Twilight Zone. In Disney World. In Disney World. There is a Twilight Zone ride, isn't yeah, there? Yeah, yeah. I'm not sure if it's still there. Sam Moxon, if you're listening, who, has, it, a, who has a Disney World podcast. Tell us. Tell us, is is there a Twilight Zone is ride? A Twilight Zone ride has it got t- Jordan Peele in it? Yeah. Oh yeah, no, that that would be interesting actually. See if they've updated it since yeah. the new one came out. But yeah, the Long Pier to Infinity. The Long Pier to Infinity. Yeah. Oh, can I say Rod Sterling stay in that as well from Twilight Zone, the original also from the Twilight Zone? Yeah, yeah. It's how a Twilight bloody, Zone episode. How many bloody t- Twilight Zones do you need? Yeah. Um, okay, so what's what's going on with the Long Pier, Pier to Infinity? I think we do... It is a Twilight Zone episode. It is a Twilight Zone episode, which is a, which is a thing I've been wanting to put out there for a while. Because we do <laughs> As, Black Mirror. Yeah. We do Black Mirror. 
Black Mirror has a specific bend on yeah, sci-fi. It's what if what if technology but too much. Yeah, yeah. Twilight Zone is fucking anything. Like like it, it's basically like and like modern day anxieties yeah. or sort of contemporary anxieties. Sure, yeah. Um just like that cowboy one we watched. Yeah. <laughs> the cowboy one. Yeah, where a guy is really good at shooting. And then everyone wants to shoot him. Oh yeah, then... yeah, yeah, yeah. That that was it was back in the 60s, Matt, that one. Yeah. Is when that... cowboys were around. <laughs> yeah, yeah, back in the 60s yeah. when all the cowboys were wandering like, about. The, there's an episode in the in the original series where like it's, it's quite one of the famous ones yeah. where a guy who like loves reading and everyone sort of is annoyed because he bloody loves reading and he won't shut up about reading. Yeah. He then is in a bank vault when nuclear bombs go off. Yeah. He wakes up uh, in the bank vault, walks outside, everyone's dead, and he's like, oh, I can read everything! And then his glasses break. <laughs> it's like, is that the episode? Yeah, that is the that is the whole episode. Wow, okay. Back when TV only had, a, like, half an hour. Yeah. Like, because the, the, every episode now is, like, an hour long. Yeah. Which annoys me quite a bit. Yeah. Because I used to get home from work... Put an episode of the old Twilight Zone on. Only half an hour. It was yeah. great. Just a little short story. By the end of it, you were uh, you were fast off to sleep, weren't you? Sam? Oh yes, yeah. <laughs> um, so off to the Twilight Zone. <laughs> what what what's happening in the long pier to infinity? Well, all I have is a visual image of Chris Pine walking down like a pier in yeah. the mist. Yeah. Like it's a foggy pier with like a a, a lighthouse going off and yeah. stuff. Well, how about this? Okay. Um. So. Uh, um, Chris Pine is um, a sports fisherman, mm. right? Uh, up and coming. He's won a lot of regional championships. Yeah. But now uh, the the big the big qualifiers are going to be held, and he wants to be in the big leagues. You can get paid big money for the big leagues, mm. right? And so um, what he's doing, right, is he he goes to he gets a tip off, mysterious tip off as to where. The finals are good, or where the qualifiers oh, so are going to be. to get some practice in it, fishing. It's supposed to be yeah. that you don't know where it's going to be. They yeah. take you to a random location, mm. and you got to figure out the location. You got to figure yeah. out what bait you're supposed to use. Figure out where's the best place to find fish, mm. and then go. Okay, yeah. I made that up. That's not how sports fishing works, I imagine. But um, in this world, it absolutely does. Yeah. Right. Um, and so with this shady tip off, he knows it's cheating. Mm. But he goes and he he goes to this little town, and he and he he, he goes and it's like a little little sort of like old port town that you didn't never got big, but you know sort of uh, it, mm. you know. <clears throat> so and, w- it, and when he arrives, the camera pans away from him, and Jordan Peele stood there. Is like Chris Pine, fifty-five. He's about to discover that uh, this pier at this specific town is not what it actually seems. He's about to discover a very important lesson in life, and that is never enter the Twilight Zone. <laughs> so you got to end it with the, the Twilight Zone. The long, I don't listen, write Twilight listen, Zone episodes. The longer you peer into the abyss, <laughs> the more the, the the abyss will peer into you. Uh, He's about to find this out as he enters the Twilight Zone. Yeah, yeah. Um, so we, that's that's the one. Yeah, yeah he, that's... so that's the one. Bam, bam. bam. Yeah. Um, uh, so yeah, he goes into the. I just like doing the voice. He starts fishing, and then he's like, oh, "I'm not getting any bites." No. This is 
pointless tip I've got. Maybe they're yeah. not even right. Goes into the, the the village to ask someone in nearby. Mm. There's a creepy fisherman man at the fish shop, the yeah. the, 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 the bait and tackle shop. Yeah. He goes, yeah, yeah, that are you wanted. Willem Dafoe, what are you doing here? <laughs> I never listened now I know. Help me to recollect. <laughs> like, like how... Chris... I'm Chris Pine. Hello. Yeah. Hello. Willem Dafoe. It's me, Willem... Actor Willem Dafoe. Uh, like, I'm here just to... Just for some recreational fishing. Like, nothing... No, nothing to do with cheating on a, on a competition or whatever. Like, I'm just here to see if I can catch the biggest fish ever. Like if I can catch the biggest fish known to this region of the world, and um, uh, Willem Dafoe narrows his eyes, his 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 eyes bulge out of his. We've done makeup to make his eyes kind of really shiny in the, yeah. in the black and white. I assume all Twilight Zone is. We've got Morticia Adams in, yeah. like um, by, by shining a light yeah. directly on his eyes, yes. and no, like across like his a, eyeballs, like so they, a beam they, of light really across his shiny, eyes. Yeah, yeah, really shiny wet eyeballs. Yeah, it's all in um, black and white. Yeah, and uh, he says. You're messing with me, lad. I I am not. I am not. I just want like to some tips on to where where is where is the best fishing spot? Out in uh, the grasses, in the, the reeds. The grasses. I like stout east of town. Like stop speaking in riddles. Like where where is the best spot? Look, look for the pier. The further out you walk onto that pier, the bigger the fish you'll bring, find. Bring, bring. Like the bell bell goes as Chris Pine's already out the door. Like and Willem Dafoe speaks for the next but ten minutes. Beware, lad, <laughs> for the times for Poseidon will fall upon you. And I think that's when the Jordan Peele thing comes in. Yeah. <laughs> like the, the <laughs> like Jordan Peele's just stood looking at uh looking at some <laughs> tackle. <laughs> Stood on one of those rotating postcards. <laughs> he just swings around and he's sort of hung there by by the back of his suit. Off a fish hook. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And he goes, Chris Pine. <laughs> no, he's off the ceiling fan for no reason. <laughs> and he's saying a word every time he goes around. Yeah, he continues to talk. <laughs> Uh, apologies for anyone who's not watched the new series of the Twilight Zone. It is it is just definitely like worth the watch. It's just yeah. like that. Um, yeah, well, you were saying apologies for anyone who's not watched the new series of Twilight Zone because we're telling them the story of what happens in an actual episode. Yeah, right? yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, it's, it's, it's just... John Peel seems to come out of nowhere a lot of these episodes, and it's so good because they work it. <laughs> like in the original, Rod Stilling just sort of had a bit to camera at the beginning yeah. and end, or just at the end, I think, just yeah. to announce what was coming up next week or whatever. Whereas this John one, they, they work John Peel into the set. He's always just standing there, like <laughs> or just off frame. Yeah, like at the end of the bar, yeah. drinking. <laughs> it's great. Um, like he's just actually watching the first. It's great. Um, yeah, so basically he goes out to this pier mm. um, and sort of get he gets he goes out east of town, gets lost in the woods, right? And then he um, uh, gets to the like he gets to the pier, yeah. and then sees gets his binoculars out, right across the across the the river or across or across the bay, yeah, not the river, um, across the bay 
he can see people setting up for the qualifiers. Okay. And he's like, how long have I been lost in these, uh, lost in the reeds and, and f- trying to find his peer? Yeah. Right? He he's, he's like, I've got to bring him the biggest fish I can find, right? Yeah. So he's like, he, he goes... Like, wh- where And where would the biggest fish be? The furthest out to yeah. see he could get. Yeah, exactly. So he but he walks out and he walks about like a little ways out mm. and he casts his line in, right? And he, and he gets a bite and he reels it in, right? And he's got this fish that's like the size of his arm and he's like, yeah. that's that's that might win. Mm. This might win. Yeah, but, right, the fish then barfs up an arm. Oh my goodness, I wasn't expecting that. I know where this is going. Well, I know where this listen, is going. he says, this might win. Yeah. But it might not. Mm. I've got to get a bigger fish than this. Oh, yeah. So I've got to go further out onto the pier. Yeah. He, he gets a bigger bigger fish. And like so these he goes, fish... He goes, goes out another 100 metres onto the pier. These right? He's like, I don't remember this pier being this this like, long. It keeps on going. And he looks back and it's just mist. Yeah. He can't see. And there's a lighthouse just... Well, the mist has descended since he, since yeah. he started walking. Yeah. And, and like he, he runs back and he just ends up like there's like a sort of lamppost with like a, a a reef on it. Yeah. Or something like that. And and he walks walks back and he's just like, oh my God, it's that same lamppost. What what the fuck is happening? Yeah. What the fuck is happening? Willem Dafoe's sat on a on a bench with a with a big fisherman's hat on. Big fisherman's hat, um, newspaper wrapped cod, yeah, and a, and a wooden fork and a wooden fork. Uh, yeah. He's eating fish and chips on the on the beach. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> just enjoying himself. He's got one of those deck chairs that you find on like Scarborough, <laughs> Scarborough Beach. Yeah, and uh, I'm thinking the twist to this is like he he eventually reels out a, a giant fish. Um, it's too big for him to carry. It, well, it's too big for him to carry. That and the fish buffs up a head. Yeah. And it's his head. Ah. Oh. And he's shocked, just like he tries to run away, tries to run away. And uh and he's like, I'm I'm going mad, I'm going mad. And Willem Dafoe's like, ah <laughs> Only way is up here is to swim. <laughs> Only way up here is to swim, like. <laughs> there we go, there we go. Um and so he's like I've I've just got to jump in and let the tide take me back. It'll be it'll be quicker than whatever whatever is happening here, and uh, and he does that and then dives into the mist. Dives into the mist. We never see him again. Yeah. And and we see. Um, oh oh oh! We, we see, see we Ant- see a newspaper no, with uh, Antonio Banderas. Yeah. What <laughs> is his is his uh, one of his just a, another fisherman at that comp- competition? Yeah. Right. Gets a big. He's he's on the other side of oh, the beach. Yeah. He gets a big reeler in. Oh, yeah. This is huge. Uh, this is huge. I am going to win. Uh, real, 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 real. Here we go. Uh, and he flips it, and it's just Chris Pine, sans head and arm. Yeah, yeah. Just his torso, arm, and legs. Yeah. And then, um, and then it cuts to. Well, it, it, the camera moves away from Antonio Banderas to uh, a newspaper. Uh, a, a man reading a newspaper on a uh, on a bench saying uh, man commits suicide by jumping off pier. Yeah. And then paper down. Jordan Peele sat there, uh, just like um, Chris Pine learned the lesson that uh, obsession over over being the best at something can often lead to madness, and that madness leads to death. But only in the twilight zone. And. Well, something along those lines. So you, I, I'm we'll not, not alright. We'll fix yeah. it. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, that's that's the end of the episode. Yeah. So he 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 became that's it. Uh, he became the biggest catch that day. <laughs> there we go. There yeah. we go. 
Got it. Got it. Second try. Yeah. Second try. Um, and uh, yeah, that's that's the end of uh, of the long pier to infinity. Yeah. The Twilight Zone episode. The Twilight Zone. So hopefully more of those. Yeah. Because Twilight Zone episode is pretty good. Yeah. Um, so those were our honourable mentions. Yes. Thank you for everyone who submitted those. Yes. Very good of you to help out with the podcast, an ailing and struggling and limping podcast. <laughs> Please give us titles any time of the week or when when we ask for, for genre pieces like we like we have done every week. <laughs> just <laughs> just go there, wait for the uh, with the genre post, give us as many titles as you want because we have had loads. Yes, it's over, really, really good fun. To over have the last month or so, we've yes. had a ton of ton of new people giving us titles every week it's it's been great just to read them all yeah it's it's really nice to have all that interaction mm. i uh it's uh honestly it's it's a highlight of the week even after we've recorded because i wait until after we've recorded to go back and look at the, the thread yeah to see what they what we didn't get to sort of thing yeah it's just a high, still a highlight of my week going back and looking at them all yeah um so now we move on to our final major pitch this week from dave bulmer we've been given the title one frog versus the god's working car. The god's working car. <laughs> like, the more I thought about this, the more I was just like, <laughs> it's a fucking bonkers title, and I have no idea what to do with it. So, um, <laughs> I kind of like the idea that this is almost like a um, how about how something so small can bring down something enormous. Oh, right? yeah, yeah. Um, and so, like, it, it's something as simple as, like, a frog jumps into um jumps like in front of or jumps in front of a car mm. or like um something really strange that like causes a car to break down in just the right place that will rumble a politician that like <laughs> is about to take over the United States uh, you know what i mean just like this uh, anatomy of scale sort of thing yeah i i think i think we scale oh i mean the god's working car yeah like yeah um Turns out though, this frog is a private detective. Because <laughs> it's gonna be film noir. Yeah, yeah, it's, it's gonna be film noir. So this this frog's in a suit, fedora, cigarette. <laughs> well, actually, hang on. At this misty pond. It, it is right, but in parallel, let's say Andy Circus is mm. also uh, an investigative journalist, right? Okay. Doing doing some <laughs> kind of the same kind of thing. Yeah, right? yeah, yeah. He's he's doing the frog and himself yes yeah, yeah he's yeah. mocap in the frog absolutely and like this, this he frog... spent a lot of time with frogs yeah he did he watched frogs for ages he, he, he got to know frogs personally he tried to poo out some spawn and got he... ended up in hospital <laughs> in a, well yeah in hospital cause, yeah because it was just bubbles he was pooing out yeah at the end of the day. bubbles he's forever pooing bubbles yeah <laughs> <laughs> pretty bubbles in the air um so uh yeah um this is a film that's going to jump around narratively. Okay. Right? Oh boy. So it jumps. It jumps to the frog. Yeah. And it jumps to Andy Circus. Right. Hops. Hops to it. Hops over to Andy Circus. Yeah. Also hops to this very pristine. Uh, I'm going to say who's who's American Psycho. Oh. Christian Bale. Christian Bale. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, so it's Christian Bale is going to play this very, very pristine, uh, almost vampiric kind of um, uh, very important politician. Where does the god's working car come in? Because because this politician thinks of himself as a god. Mm. Okay, right. Yeah, he's untouchable. Like he's, like he's come he's come to he's come to such prominence in America. Yeah. As a politician that people think like 
he started as a one of those uh, televangelists. I've I've got it. Yeah. Right. Right. Got televangelist come politician Christian Bale. Yeah. He's like dressed in white yeah. the whole time. Yeah, like white suits, flashy. He's uh, in the back of this car, this enormous like yeah. Hummer. And we've got our like private investigator. So yeah. he's not part of the police department. No. He is just a private investigator sure. who has a pet frog who okay. speaks to him. Okay. And he's known in the sort of inner city circles as the frog man. Yeah, the frog man. He's the frog man. Hey, hey, any circus is character. You're the frog man, right? He's, he's the frog man. He's, uh, he's, he's guy. He, he fucking, he fucking busted me up. Took a lot of photos of me with, with my, uh, with my fucking girlfriend. Sent him over to my wife. What a little prick. Here, that lad's the frog man. He discovered that there was a blue, there was white collar crime going on in New York City. <laughs> Is this is this part part sort of New York part fable? <laughs> that, that guy's just all oh, right. That guy's just immigrated over. He's just immigrated yeah. over. Okay, right. So we're... he's been new in New York, you know, like for the past ten years. Yeah, he's yeah. A, he's he's a, a bona fide New Yorker. Yeah, but he's not but... picked up an accent. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. That would be really jarring if. <laughs> Like, for example, the scene in Spider-Man where he's like, you mess with one New York, you mess with all of us. If there was just a bloke shouting at Green Goblin <laughs> with a full-on London, East London accent. Well, it's like, what's his face? Mr. Pink, right? What's his what's his chops? Um, Mr. Pink from Reservoir Dogs. Yeah, little guy. Steve Buscemi. Is that Mr. Is Steve Buscemi, Mr. Pink? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, what, what's Tim Roth. Tim Roth is who Tim, I'm thinking about, not Mr. Pink. Tim, Tim Roth Tim Roth does an American accent in Reservoir Dogs. Yeah, yeah, absolutely, but what I'm saying is... But in is... Pulp Fiction, he does a British accent. Exactly. Yeah, 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 I get it. It's yeah. like, it's, a, <laughs> it's, it's as jarring as that. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. And then in, in Lie to Me, he's also, you know, like doing his English accent sort of way. I think he is English, isn't he? Imagine, though, if yeah. that scene in Spider-Man where they were hurling with... with <laughs> vicious aim we watched yeah. it the other day with... throwing throwing what appear to be like rebar yeah like bits of things that you would have fixed to concrete which they're just finding on Brooklyn <laughs> yeah. Bridge yeah just hurling it <laughs> you with... mess with one New Yorker you risky ring with all of us and then all the New Yorkers turn to this East London guy who's like what <laughs> where are you from where the fuck are you from well I live in Brooklyn <laughs> don't I not no, but that accent, and then the whole the whole film then becomes He's about this. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> and then Green but... Goblin flies down on his glider to say, "What do you mean you're from Brooklyn?" <laughs> much much like the cable car, it is derailed. <laughs> yeah. The whole film just becomes about where this East London sounding New Yorker is coming from. Th- there's, I'm I'm sorry. You wait there, Peter and Mary Jane. <laughs> I'm sorry, there's no way you can call yourself a New Yorker with an accent like that. <laughs> Even Spider-Man and Mary Jane again, and it's like, I, I'm from Queens. Like, where, where, which part of Brooklyn are you from? Ah, <laughs> oh, you know, from from the east side of Brooklyn. <laughs> You see, I've 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 never never really heard anyone f- from the east side of Brooklyn before, and then everyone just is just like, "Oh yeah, yeah, that is." No, I, I'm 
I've never heard him as well. I've, I've never heard anyone from East Side of Brooklyn. And it's then, an Albany expression. Yeah. <laughs> and then they all sort of walk along. Yeah. Like, they, in, in like a parade yeah. to the to the East Side of Brooklyn. <laughs> they ask everyone. Yeah, well, they ask everyone. And and they, they've all got... They've all got sort of Brooklyn accents. It's just this one guy. And this is this is fascinating. This Spider-Man <laughs> 1 derailing. How does this factor into one god versus yeah. the gods working? One, oh, I don't care god. anymore about that. <laughs> I want to pitch this alternate Spider-Man 1 that we never got to see. <laughs> but no, no, let's, let's go back. I really wanted a derailing of another film to be derailing of this one. <laughs> so anyway, Tim Roth's in this film now. As the Cockney New Yorker. He's the Cockney New Yorker, yeah. Oh, yeah. Um, and I think uh, Andy Serkis um, is sort of like... He, he does private investigating, so like sort of exposing unfaithful husbands yeah, and stuff yeah, yeah. like that he, he does he does that whole thing he's, he's sort of known like finding missing persons yeah, yeah. stuff like that um and uh, sort of solving sort of strange mysteries strange mysteries yeah, yeah, like... yeah like like pis do yeah and uh one night he, he stumbles across this uh this this thing that christian bell's doing where yeah. he's he's going to assassinate the president okay and and he takes it. Well, he phones up the CIA, just like CIA. There's someone going to be killing this the televan- president. This this televangelist, yeah, this very popular televangelist, televangelist slash senator is sure. is gonna is gonna kill the president when he comes to New York. And yeah. and it's Rebel Wilson on the other end of the line who's, who's just not bothered. Like, all right, yeah. <laughs> uh, well, what do you want me to do about it? Yeah. Well. Get someone. Do we want another Kennedy on our hands? No. Like, do something about it. And she's like, Nah, I've, I've got, I've got my own thing. Got a lot on my plate. Got, got a lot on my plate. Got, got my own agenda. Uh, bye. I'm going to, going to pizza night tonight. Got <laughs> <laughs> a pizza night with, with my. I've got my gal pals coming round. Going to watch the, the motion picture cats. <laughs> Which I will keep bringing up <laughs> for the rest of my, my, my working life. Yeah. I reckon ten years down the line she'll be doing a like a not an acceptance speech of course, <laughs> yeah. but a uh, a like a, a, a an award presenting presentation. Sorry, yeah. presentation. <laughs> really messed that one up, didn't I? Uh, an award presentation where she'll be bringing up cats again, and everyone will be like, "Ha ha, she brought up cats." Um, but yeah, no, like that's the last we see of Rebel Wilson yeah, in this yeah. movie because like no one believes me. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No one believes me. And she's then... she's indicative of the system not not paying attention to to Andy Serkis's plight. Yeah, and so he sort of over time like there's a bit where he sort of dangles Tim Roth of a building, just like tell me what you know, tell me what you know. And he's like I don't know anything. And then and then he's he's, he's like and then from behind him he is let him down, Andy. Let him down. Oh, is that the frog? It's the frog. <laughs> oh yeah, the and, frog is his conscience. And then the, the frog bounces up and says. Listen here. Listen here, Tim Roth. Now, my friend here is a little on edge, but uh, I'm, I'm the sort of person you... I'm, a, I'm more of a reasonable sort of person. Mm. Uh, so you just... All you need to do is help us out and we'll be... We'll help you out, you see. Uh, I, I think... Um, uh, what's his name? Did... Uh, <laughs> it was Odin. What's his... Uh, who plays Anthony Odin? Hopkins. Anthony Hopkins. Yeah, yeah. yeah. It's Anthony Hopkins plays the... Plays the 
voices the frog. Yeah. Oh, right. And he's like, um, you see, um, I'm more of a. Uh, he's playing good cop. Yeah, yeah. Right. Oh no, it's to, it, to, it's it's Andy Circus as Jiminy Cricket. Yeah, because like we all oh, know, hardball okay. detectives they 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 don't have a moral they compass. They localize their com- conscious. Yeah, yeah, they don't have a moral compass, do they? It's it's sort of like the, all they all they get is uh, all they get is results. Yes, exactly. Like, uh, and we've got our Jiminy Cricket character here. Okay, yeah, in, in the form of a frog, Anthony Hopkins. Don't do it, Andy Circus. You'll you'll only live to regret it. And uh, he's like, okay, I'll, I'll put him down, put him down, and he puts him down on the on the on the ceiling. On the roof, even. It's like, just tell me, like, for the good of of New, of New York and America, yeah, what is going to happen with this televangelist? And oh, hang on, we, rewind a second. Yeah, right. Uh, he says, "Listen, Andy Circus, I know that your daughter was brutally murdered by <laughs> someone, uh, mis- uh, a mysterious." Uh, a mysterious religious cultist I, I a long time ago. I, I think I think she wasn't murdered. Yeah. She would she just lost a lot of money. Okay, to to a televangelist. And she, she then like we went went into a spiral, gambling, yeah. drugs and then eventually and, uh, ended yeah. up dead. Yeah. Uh and and that's that's basically what's sort of spurring I, his prejudice. I know you blame religion for for your for your sister's but, uh, spiral. But let's leave it alone. Shall we? And he's like, no, I'm like, usually you're right about these things, Anthony Hopkins, frog. Um, but this time I'm deadly serious. I am I am deadly serious that Christian Bell, a televangelist slash senator, is going to murder the president. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And he's like, think about it logically. Why? <laughs> Why would he do it? Why would he do it? And like, what what's he got to gain? And at this point, uh, Andy Serkis is holding a pistol up to up to Tim Roth's head. Yeah. Right. And then a big uh, neo noir billboard comes online. Yeah. And it's got bloody it's got bloody Christian Bale on it, being yeah. like, "And praise the Lord." Yeah. Uh, and it's like, and uh, and he starts going on now. All you need to do is call now, and you can. And then uh, he Andy Serkis like moves the gun from uh, Tim Roth and bam shoots oh, the yeah. billboard. Like a giant hole in the billboard. Yeah. I like it. Um... And and Tim Roth like. Scrambles to the floor. He's like, I ain't done nothing. <laughs> I ain't done nothing. All I'm trying to do is live peacefully here in the Bronx. <laughs> With my accent. <laughs> hey, do you know how hard it is? Every time a superhero has to make a choice and I'm shouting, y- you're all one of New Yorkers. Like Everyone starts to question me. You know what? It's impossible to get in, in, into any of this New York solidarity list, <laughs> this voice. It is a fucking nightmare. It's a farce. So, yeah. Uh, when, when when that little kid was being brought onto that train after he saved us with all his webbing, and then that mad octopus man <laughs> tried to get to him and kill him, and I stood in front of him and said, if you're going to have to get through him, you're going to get through me. And then, and then everyone started asking me questions. As to where my where where my origin was from, I was like, I wasn't expecting the Spanish Inquisition. <laughs> Someone asked me if I was fucking Michael Palin. <laughs> to be honest, right, it saved the kid because I, it was given enough time for as a distraction <laughs> for him, for him, him to, to wake up and then leave. Yeah, well, that's my superpower. How about yours? <laughs> <laughs> and he says, 
I talk to a frog. We never see Tim Roth again. Tim Roth again. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, he, but he gives up the information, right? Yeah, yeah. He gives up the information. And, uh, and where are we going to fit in a femme fatale in this? Oh, um, the femme fatale is, uh, is God. Okay. Right? Because, I... because Andy Serkis, we see it in flashbacks, yeah. was brought up very religious. And he, he does regret yeah. his... Um, we see from, like, he goes back home, right? Because he's, he's, he's now... He goes to visit the grave of his, of his sister. Yeah. And thinking very kind of Hell's Kitchen, daredevil-y style, I, right? I, I quite like the idea of there not being a femme fatale for Andy Serkis, yeah. but there being a femme fatale for Anthony Hopkins' frog. Okay. Much like... Jessica Rabbit yeah. in Who Framed a, Roger a, a Rabbit. A frog with a frog with like lipstick on. Yeah, a frog a toad with right. a bullfrog with lipstick on. Well yeah, never mind never mind that the bit about God being the femme fatale. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like I, I like this idea more. Because <laughs> that that sort of brings it into the realms of like conceptual nightmarish. No, no, no. God is God is gonna turn up in a red dress. <laughs> okay, right, fair But enough. we can do both. Yeah, yeah. As right? the as the Deus Ex Femme Fatale. <laughs> yeah. Um. <laughs> so like he goes home, he goes yeah. home to see his, his sister's grave. Yeah, right. Um, in, in like <laughs> and then out of, out of out of the swamp next out of, to it. No, out of out of the church next door. All right, comes God. <laughs> right, he's got long beard, Fuck long grey beard, hell. red dress, lipstick. Right? Yeah, looks banging. <laughs> That is exactly what the monologue does. <laughs> Red dress, lipstick, looks banging. Looks banging. <laughs> That's right. Uh, maybe some of that Tim Roth had rubbed off on me. I don't know. He had legs all the way up to heaven. <laughs> A stairway to heaven. <laughs> and um, he's, he's, he's like, uh, God's like, uh, oh, you don't want to, you, you don't want to go after uh do we name the televangelist? Uh, Christian Bale. Like, like that could yeah, be a good name yeah. for a televangelist. <laughs> you don't want to go after the tr- the Christian Bale. <laughs> He's a good man. You know, you all you need to do is get get behind his cause, and he'll he'll treat you just right, and he'll bring you into the into the light of God, mm. me, and and you'll be happy forever. And uh, he's like, ah, oh, maybe I, maybe I should. And then a frog hops, like a little toad yeah. hops, and he's like, listen to him, listen to him, you know. He's... Well, normally, normally, see, normally Anthony Hopkins would be there to tell him not to. Yeah, but, but he's distracted Anthony Hopkins by this. Is off by the pond. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> with with the Pemberton. Yeah, he's frog he's, he's that trying to get laid. Materializes out of holy light. He's trying to get laid. Yeah, isn't exactly. He? He's, he's trying to get her to laid some frog skin. <laughs> Um, so... I don't know how frogs reproduce. <laughs> no, I know it's frog sport. No. <laughs> anyway, <laughs> so is, is there any kind of sex involved in in frogs? I'm not. I I don't care. <laughs> Listen, Who knows? We cut away to yeah. that sexy moment <laughs> from that sexy moment, and we see that um, uh, that Andy Circus is now driving out to um, the out into the because he knows that Christian Bale. Is going out into to, to like a um, a retreat. Yes, right. He's going to a retreat with all his most uh, he, all his best like um, followers who mm. donated the most money. Right, and 
uh, Andy Circus smashes the big piggy bank he was he was saving <laughs> for um, a memorial for his sister. Yeah, and donates it all. Right. Oh yeah, to just become, to get in to get this in, yeah. invite. Right. And he goes and he's wearing these white robes and everyone's wearing these white robes, including Tim Roth. We lied when we said he wouldn't come back. <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> and um, uh, and he, he, he sort of steps up to this burbling pool uh, out of this fountain at the, uh, at the top of these stairs in this big mega church that's, that's, that's going on. Mm. And uh, as he's about to... Uh... <laughs> I, I, was... I just realised the, the resolution of this. Hang yeah, on. yeah. So he steps at this burbling pool. This light, this light is descending from above. But before this scene, right when we meet Tim Roth again, yeah. he's just like, "Oh, it's funny I should meet you. Uh, I was, I was down, I was down this club the other day, and there was this kid, <laughs> this, this kid dancing about, dancing about in eyeliner, and he had, a, he had dark hair. He looked very much like the kid from the train. <laughs> and when you said, when when I said." What's he doing dancing? Everyone just turns. Everyone punch, turns to me. Punch me in the head. <laughs> like what? What am I doing there? Everyone asks. Like, like I, I've, I, I've lived in Brooklyn for ten years. Like people know me. Anyway, Andy Serkis says, "Okay, yeah, fine. <laughs> All right, see you later, Tim Roth." Yeah. Um, we won't see him again. Oh. Um, and uh, <laughs> so anyway, we've got um, another four films to go through. <laughs> Andy Serkis is welcomed up to the to this fountain. Yeah. Right. And um, uh, and Christian Bale says, uh, "Welcome, my son. Finally, you can be you can be rid of your sins and become part of this family. All I need to do is baptize you into God's light." And uh, Andy Serkis says, "Okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. All right." And then Christian Bale grabs the back of his head, yeah, and dunks him under the oh, uh, under, no. the, in, under the water, and uh, starts drowning. Starts flipping, drowning the uh, thing. And, and now I need to paint you a picture now, Tom. Yeah. There's all this... Um, it's a mega church, right? Yeah. So there's glitz and glamour it's, everywhere. It's just crystal, glass. Crystal everywhere, right? Yeah. And all around it, when they pull up to the drive, there's all these, like... Uh, this, this drive is full of enormous cars, mm. trucks, very kind of deep south sort of, like, what they think of, of as good. Even inside, right? Like Vegas, there's a turntable... With uh, with like all the all the things that God will, all the monetary rewards that yeah. God will give you, right? There's gold, there's uh, chocolate fountains, and then there's this big Humvee, yeah. right? And uh, as and as that's Christian... the only one working, yeah. And as Christian Bale dunks <laughs> dunks um, uh, Andy Serkis into the thing, you hear the and the engine starts on this car. Yeah, we don't see who's behind because the lights are on immediately. <laughs> Right, yeah. I think I think we all know who is driving this car. Yeah, in the passenger seat yeah. is a female frog. <laughs> Behind the wheel, no, working the pedals is a female frog. <laughs> On the Behind wheel is Anthony Hopkins, and he's come to save his friend. Oh shit! That's two frogs. Fuck! I yeah. ruined the uh, film. Tom. Uh, no. Well, no, no, because the other frog on the pedals is actually God. Right. It's not a frog, is it? Yeah, it's just it's, fake, it's fake frog. Yeah. So and it's one frog and one illusion. Well, I was thinking, like, I was thinking it could end another way. Yeah. And that is the president's there. Yeah. And, uh, and, uh, Christian Bale. Well, of course uh, he is, because he'd been taken in on yeah. this as well. Yeah. Um, Christian Bale was going to drown him as well. <laughs> Andy Serkis knows that there's a bomb in that car. Okay. And they're driving 
like the president's in that car in right. the one working car that yeah. God's like God in inverted commas yeah. has given this televangelist yeah. and they're driving away just like this is this is fantastic everyone else's everyone else's cars um, uh, like ignition's been cut yeah right? and then so they won't start yeah and then Andy Serkis is like what we're gonna do what we're gonna do the president's gonna gonna be exploded yeah exploded and uh, Anthony Hopkins is like gonna make a choice jumps in front of the wheel yeah. crushes gets crushed by yeah, the car yeah. the president who is a massive fan of frogs, frogs and amphibian life jumps or, out to try and comfort the yeah. dying Anthony and Hopkins. then boom yeah the car explodes the frog saved the president yep by going up against god's working yeah. car so Whichever one of those endings you want to choose, and uh, and I think this is this is why my ending's the better one yeah. because uh, at the end we're left with Andy Serkis being without a moral compass. Yeah, and he goes off the rails. Yeah, he goes off the rails and he shoots Christian Bale. <laughs> yeah, and there we are. That's the end of the film. That's the end of the film. Yeah. So whichever one of those, listen, Tom's made a great case. I think that is a good ending. Yeah. Um, but whichever one of those you want to you want to believe in, <laughs> um, uh, we'll make we'll release both. Yeah, we'll be releasing both. So. Um, uh, I hope you enjoyed that. Yeah. Uh, one frog versus the gods working car. And and there's an after credit scene, obviously, where Tim Roth, who's a crane worker. Yeah. Um, when he when he sees Spider Man on a building and he's like, and Spider Man's like, I'm not going to be able to get across to Oscorp Tower in time. Yeah. Uh, this is uh, Andrew. Andrew Reynolds? No. What's his name? The other Spider Man. Oh, Andrew Garfield? This is Andrew Garfield right. now swinging from one uh, crane to the other at the end of <laughs> The Amazing Spider-Man. <laughs> and he's like, go on, Spider-Man, you can do it. And then and then, like, and then, all the other crane workers, they're all in a row for some reason. They're just like, wait, hang on. Where are you from? We're out here trying to support Spider-Man and you bring that bullshit. <laughs> And then they don't end up moving they, they, the cranes. He doesn't end up serving, saving yeah. the day. They all end up lizard men. Yeah. So what happens is, yeah, they all, instead of lining up for Spider-Man, yeah. they all just pick up that, <laughs> that one off. crane and chuck him off. Yeah, just throw him away. They just throw him off. Throw him and, into the harbour. And because the lizard man yeah. is, is trying to make everyone turn into lizards for some reason, yeah. everyone turns into lizards. And that's the end of that film. Anthony Hopkins turns into a frog. Not Anthony Hopkins. Oh yeah, Anthony Hopkins turns into a frog. Yeah. So does Andy Serkis. Yep. And they're best friends again. Yep. Um, there we go. There we are. That was <laughs> That was a series of... I, we we said it was narratively going to hop around a lot. Oh yeah, 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 and and there was a there was a lot of there was a lot of games. In yep. <laughs> There's a lot. <laughs> there is a lot of of detours in. Uh, but I think we should we have. Got there. I think we should explore the trope of English man in <laughs> Amer- in New York crowd shouting for New York solidarity. Yeah. Yeah. No. Absolutely. Um, that a trope that we made up. It doesn't made, happen it doesn't in ha- any of the Spider Man movies. Happened, yeah. But we can Mandela effect it into those movies yeah, now. In, na- just imagine that in every single <laughs> one of those movies when that happens. Yeah. When New Yorkers are, uh, are, are, show solidarity, <laughs> there's just one English guy. <laughs> so I hope you've enjoyed that. That's, yeah. uh, I had a lot of fun pitching it. Um, mm. And uh, we hope you've enjoyed listening to it. Uh, if you have enjoyed listening to it, there's a, there's a bunch of ways that you can uh, help us out. We have just provided you with a podcast. I'm sure if you if you got this far, it means that you probably enjoyed at least some of it or you fell yeah. asleep. Um, if the latter is true, then, you know, fair, fair dues to you. 
it's 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 not the most relaxing show. So you know, like, good, well done. Um, if 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 you are asleep, wake up. <laughs> yep. Uh, but if you're not, if you have enjoyed the show enough to stick around to the end, you can do us a favour and um, kind of show us some solidarity, mm. like Tim Roth does to <laughs> Spider-Man in, in Spider-Man. In, um, in all the Spider-Man all the Spider-Man movies. And you can tell all your New York friends. Yes. Um, uh, you, can, you can honestly do all the things that you would normally do to tell people that you like a podcast or a show or a mm. thing or whatever it is. Please just recommend us to your friends. Um, it's the only way that word spreads about the podcast. We don't have a marketing budget. We don't have uh, a network of any kind. No. It's just me and Tom. Yeah. So, um, like, go ahead and share with your friends. Please, please, please. If that's not an option, or if that is something you've already done, uh, and your friends are tired of hearing about it, then you can always go over to patreon.com forward slash life's a pitch podcast, where you can give us a little bit of money each month. It helps us pay to basically offset the costs of the podcast so um if uh, if you are in- keen to do that you can get a bunch of extras for yourself mm. you can help us vote for the genre each week yep. you can um uh, get bonus pitches you can get behind the scenes stuff film commentaries film commentaries all sorts of stuff so please we've got loads of stuff also backdated yeah we have so loads and loads tons of, pitches. of stuff if yeah. you if you like this and you listen to more episodes you've got to you've got your fill of actual regular episodes commentaries, bonus pictures, they're all on there from the beginning. Anyway, all that stuff is over there. And also, you get um, your name read out with a generous character limit. (laughs) Oh, boy. And through our time, uh, for those of you who might be new to the show, um, uh, I have spoken to some people who who have listened to it recently, and um, uh, you might not know, but through our time of having a Patreon, we have... Um, had uh, some interesting titles. I know, Tom, you've been pining for the good old days when it was just Wheat Bisque Husks. Yes. Um, yeah. Well, we're going to have, I think, I think you'll be fairly happy with this one today. Um, so I'm going to read out everyone's, everyone's uh, names. Okay. Uh, so, um, we have... Bloody hell, Mavis, that election took ages, but at least we got Bisque done. <laughs> Brandon Spanky Mills, Ross Originals and the Coming of the Cosmic Dragon of Peace. Stephen D. Thomas, fingers to hand. Dad, I think the Bisque crisis was just caused by excess narrative tensio. <laughs> James Delaney, everything that scares me should be illegal. I don't care about our mortgage rates, I just need more Bisque news. Brent Black, breaking news! Topical references with Bisque added, maybe carcinogenic. God. We're ruined. <laughs> we need to go to the doctor immediately. Uh, Martin, if you don't like the restaurant, then get off your arse and cook. Werbeck Turner has broken free and is battling the serial dragon of Wales. Joseph Hegarty. Ooh, Deirdre. Can you believe that Brad Breakfast fella has won the election? It just says electing. <laughs> Um, <laughs> Clearly they're pushing their character <laughs> limit now. Oh, Patreon has cottoned on. <laughs> Sandra, I found Newcastle, but I didn't want to bring it home. <laughs> Alex NSFW. Carl says that permanent embisculation isn't actually that bad. <laughs> Glenn, you call this Heathrow more like Heath No. <laughs> Newport crackling bisque husks coming to what's left of England soon. <laughs> and with half the country gone, everything still feels... Pretty bisky. So thank you. Um, so uh, like, but 
you can get in on this conspiracy, yes. folks. Uh, and and this, just... <laughs> this seemingly endless ARG that is happening yeah. to just us. Just us. Just yeah. us. Um, but yes, um, please go over there and help us out. That's patreon.com forward slash life's a pitch podcast. Really helps. Thank you. So we end the show with uh, with our Yes Very Clever Award, which is what we give out to people who've given us titles based around existing titles. Just had a little joke with it. Just had a little, little fun. fun joke. And I'm pretty sure we've been given this title a lot. Every time we do a film noir, this title gets brought up. Okay. And I'm, it may have won a Yes Very Clever Award before. <laughs> okay. So, heads up to anyone who wants to get a Yes Very Clever Award. Just use this right? one. Just use this title because next time I'm reading it out, definitely, yeah. as well. Okay. So, <laughs> there'll be like five people next time we do film noir all giving us this one title. Yeah. And it's from Martin Bryson. And it's the Malteser Falcon. The Malteser Falcon. Of course it is. There's even a book called The Falcon's Malteser. Yeah. <laughs> so, until next week, I've been Tom McGrath. I've been Matt Turner. Remember who pitched it? Right, end of credits scene, right? London... Yeah. Spider-Man is fighting off the Mysterio. <laughs> yeah. Tim Roth's on London Bridge going, <laughs> you mess with one Londoner, you mess with all of us. And then all the Londoners like, yay! <laughs> <laughs> He's back! <laughs> they brought Tim Roth back to us after, te- after a decade. After a decade of Spider-Man movies, they brought him back. <laughs> He's back! <laughs>